Hello. Hi, John. Oh, hello, Merlin. How's it going? Ah, uh, I mean, John, I'm angry. I'm angry. Oh no! And I'm a, no. I'm going to tell the world I've had it. I've had. Oh it. boy! Oh to, boy! T- today's the. Uh, the Are you first, fed up? For, I've had it, John. This needs to end. Today's the first day of high school, August fifteenth. You're kidding! High school's supposed to start on September fifth. September. It should be after Jerry Lewis has gone back. It should yep. be. I would allow October. I would allow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look past it because we got stuff to do here. But like, it was, August. I mean, we're we're not even Catholic. Whatever happened to summer? Does Am anybody I right? remember summer? Am I right? <laughs> and and you, you go there and you're not supposed to. You, you're not supposed to. Uh, you know, I'm not going to complain. What are you not supposed to? Well, what are you, you not supposed to? Well, apparently they've loosened up a little bit on the phone policy. Yeah. But in middle school. You know, you weren't supposed to take your phone out all day long, which is sure. a lot to ask of a kid. Well, sure, sure. But what I'm are you saying, supposed to do? You put it in a bastic when you walk in the front door and I get it at the I end. I don't know if they can even afford a bastic, but I'll tell you what you do: you you go you go into the into the unisex bathroom with your friend and you watch a Squid Game on the phone in privacy, <laughs> like a gentleman, like uh, like we used to do with cigarettes, like cigarettes. Yes, yes. phones are the Huge. new cigarettes. People say that. I've heard people say that. <clears throat> I uh, it makes me want to smoke. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I am the. You know. Oh, are you okay, John? You used to smoke. Oh my goodness, John! I sure how many did. how many cigarettes do you have <laughs> over door frames at your house right now? Be honest. Well, the thing is, I moved into this house long after I last smoked cigarettes, so there are no hidden cigarettes, as far as I know. I haven't put any cigarettes. There are no joints in the refrigerator because I haven't <laughs> had any friends over. Okay. Huh. You know, my old house was full of drugs because friends would, because I was, I lived close to the airport and traveling people would stop, <laughs> uh, stop off. They'd stay with me. No, you're the bastic. <laughs> and then they, and then they'd say, Oh, I don't want to take these drugs on the plane. And yeah. I'd go, you know, nobody cares anymore. And they're like, still, because I'm a nerd, <laughs> because I'm a nerd yeah. and I never did drugs until I was 34. I don't know how to do drugs or take yeah, drugs. Yeah, tell Brittany Griner that. It's complicated stuff because, you know, even you could say it's for, you know, the thing that we track on the Do By Friday program. We mm. have a, a, a segment on there called Man of the Week. It frequently is just somebody who was doing some kind of weird masturbation in public. Oh, um, and Florida I man. was wondering, well, I was wondering, is, it, is, there, is there something where you need, and, and what I proposed to Alexandra was, do we need to have something issued that's a cross between Mm, like marijuana for your glaucoma yeah. combined with an open carry permit where there are certain men that just need to masturbate so much they get a note. Oh. I don't, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. And as you know, I'm not a, I, I anal, I'm not a yeah. lawyer. Right. I'm just saying no, maybe I, it's time I, to update all of our thoughts about what goes in the bastic. I don't think so. I think, uh, <laughs> I think that the problem. I don't want to clean the bastic. <laughs> the problem is not. That we're too restrictive on where and when you can masturbate. I don't think that's the problem. I know there are uh, people out there that are like, society is too, who do they think they are to tell us? But I don't think that's true. I you think, think that, there okay, should okay, be just, laws. Just so, I'm, just so I'm clear, you're saying it's not an issue of, you know, like they say sometimes, hey, don't make new laws and force the laws we've got. I'm trying to understand. You're saying there's not that many places where it's legally a problem to masturbate until the police arrest you. I just feel like 
this whole the whole notion that maybe that maybe there are people who are who have a compulsion to publicly masturbate and that we are too restrictive mm-hmm. and that is ve- therefore a rights violation mm-hmm. i don't i don't think so interesting I think we could do an oxford style de- debate i would take the other side just just oh, for uh right. you know just for uh, rhetorical reasons mm-hmm. I, I i just see the thing is though there's and i'm not trying to be anti-woke i want you to understand mm-hmm. that oh no 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 but like for example is there a law against farting a lot of people would say i True. fart a lot I True. eat a lot of processed meats and I don't really move very much. True. I have I have three BMs a month. Each one costs mm. several hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now you, you you're in no position to tell me to put my farts in a bastic. La la la. You're absolutely right. Well, I don't I, mean, I don't know. I'm just asking the question, much like Joe Rogan would. I know you're just asking the question. I uh, I feel like what we're talking about now is norms. Oh, Carolyn, we're talking about norms. You're talking about the mores. Not the we're talking eels. about a little bit of mores. We used to we, we, we used to <laughs> oh, confuse them. Eel. Okay. We, yeah, we used to confuse them with eels. Eels are different on this program. Although True. mores and eels, wait a minute, mores are thought eels. Mores are thought eels. Mores with an accent uh, uh, Ox- or something. Uh, accente gu. Accente grave. Um, mores. Moray eels. Mores. Not okay. more eels, but mores are thought eels, right? Like they're, they're, they're norms. They are, they are, uh, they're not eels like eels. a, like a monthly payment. Right. They are eels like a, like a monthly thought payment. Is that hegemonic, John? Cause I studied mm. that mm. In, in my college years when I got my bachelor's degree in cultural studies, whatever the fuck that is. I, I read, I read Gramsci. You know, oh, Frank, sure, Frankfurt School, Frankfurt School, and whatnot. And yeah. I was I was obsessed with the idea of hegemony. And hegemony, in my understanding, which was certainly wrong because I went to school in Florida. My well, understanding, and a long time ago, am I right? It was a long time ago. The '80s were a different time. But my understanding was that hegemony is the. Um, I mean, it's like it's like culture. It's air. It's you can't touch it, but you know you know what it is, and you don't need anybody to tell you because that's what hegemony does. Hegemony is mm. the bastic. It's telling you to put 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 what stuff in. And I, I don't know, see, I don't pers I'm gonna speak I think it's important sometimes to differentiate the difference of like I personally not only do I not want to masturbate publicly, but I really would just as soon not see a lot of guys masturbating on the reg. I you see ladies on public transit clipping their toenails and I'm not loving that. Oh. Right? Sure. No, sure. That that's legal. People go about clipping their toenails racistly. And meanwhile, I'm not allowed to, in this most recent incidence, be so high on meth that I've gone into a bar uh, and, and it takes uh, up to 15 police officers to get me to stop masturbating and get me out of the bathroom. The problem with hegemony is that, that when you hegemony, you heg of emo- oh, of me of and, em- and not no, New York. emo and knee. Oh, huh. And that's, so- Am I being ableist? You I might be being ableist. It. What you if you to... can't stop jerking your gherkin? See, what this if it's is important my argument. What if cranking your hog vis-a-vis public? And what if what if yeah. you're nice about it? What if you yeah. wear like a dinner jacket Mm-mm. and maybe a bib? I'm not. You know, I'm not. I here. I'm just asking the questions. You're too. literally just asking the questions. You and and I are both just asking the questions. We're just asking them. We're asking questions each other. before it occurs to other people to ask them. That's right. They don't I even don't know there's a question, let alone are, answer. I don't think there are enough laws. Mm. I think what we need to do is take what were prior norms, what were thought eels, and make them into laws. You're saying supersize the eels. 
There, there used to be a, a gentleman's agreement, what we used to call a gentleman's agreement, gentleman's that the president agreement. would not use the office of the presidency to steal about they billions of dollars from They didn't even know to make a law about they, that. It wasn't a law because who would have thought? He's but the highest now, classification. Did you know that? Highest classification, you Well, say. I mean, like, well, disposably, if you mm. do it through the channels, you can mm. declassify information. Usually, oh, I see what you're people, saying. Usually you have meetings of yeah. people in various bureaus to go, no, that's totally uh, going to out, you know, uh, 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 Bobby. Oh, oh as, Bobby. As a means and, and motive. What's it called? Opportun no, opportunities. What's it called? It's called, uh, oh, methods and means. Opportunity Cause, stakes. Because some opportunity stakes, hey, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> To foodie break, you um, you um, you uh, no, but you, for example, you say something like, "Hey, look," just like the when when the previous fella put puts a photo on his uh, on his Twitter account, mm. and they're mm -hmm. gonna say, "Hey, to you, that's just a photo of a of a thing." But the thing is, people on the other side are gonna know the mm. only way that we could have gotten that shot is through Bobby. Mm. Oh, right. Although, that, that although I'm gonna source. argue, I'm not, I'm not even arguing. I'm just You're asking not even question. arguing the question. Is that other sideism? Oh, mm. I see what you're saying. There's yeah. a lot to think about here. There's a lot to think. There's about. a lot of laws to pass. There's yeah. uh and you know, I don't I you know, this is going to be one of those things. This is going to be one of those things. And, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to run between the raindrops of uh, ideology here. Uh-huh. Okay. And say there are things now that that, <laughs> that a lot of folks think that we didn't think 5, 10, 15, 100 years ago. There and let's just things. set all that aside for a minute, but we can still be as you like to say forward looking. Mm. We could be forward-looking and say, mm. what are the kinds of things now? So animal rights. That's one that's a little bit still on the bubble. You know, like in Berkeley, I think they want to let uh, let them be like, you know, hold office and stuff. And yeah, maybe the, the people are the ones that, that have a pet. You know what you I'm know, saying? The, Not the, a pet, the a mayor, companion. The mayor of Tolkien, Alaska is a cat. And I think they're running that city as well as they've ever done. No, that cat died. Didn't that cat die? Well, that cat did die. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think they've got now they're Term just- Term limits. Yeah. Well, what they did was they made an AI of the cat and now mm. the AI is running the town. And and so and so the thought is that then there's other stuff, right? And again, I'm running between the raindrops, so don't make it weird. What I am going to say, like, for example, in the future, like, think about personally, when I use a voice assistant- um, almost every time, but definitely every time it occurs to me, I always say thank you, even though I don't need to say thank you. But I don't, uh, yeah, honestly, 5% of that pie graph is I don't want the, the, the robots turning against me, but I also just think it's a thing. I say thank you for me, not for you. Do you know That's what I'm right. saying? Yeah. But you like, say, you say, sir and ma'am. What about if, robot, robot rights? Even uh, if you're things, talking to a, a microwave, you say, thank you, ma'am. It says, enjoy your meal. And I say, die in a fire. <laughs> don't, I don't ah. like being, I don't like automated uh, etiquette. Okay. So, but then there's another one. There's another one. Okay. So I, you're, I'm eventually going to get to Jack and your mean bone at the TGI mm -hmm. Fridays. Mm -hmm. and, uh, is there a gradation to that? We're just asking the question. It's no, just but... in the meantime, do we need to be thinking about more things we should be worried about? Like mm -hmm. the masturbating man. Are there more things like that as we run between the raindrops? You know, you, you, you know, I don't need to say what I want to talk about here. No, but like no, there no, was no. a time when it was okay, for example, to own people here. We do oh. less of that now. What in San Francisco? Yes. Oh, well, it's called oh, being a was, daddy. That's right. And you that get a little, you get a BDS and M community. Well, but you, but you can opt in. That's the thing about that. A couple can, nights ago, we were watching the Lord of the Rings movie. My kid and I came up with something that, that us too. Really, we were watching the last one, which is the only one I like. And we started Last talking night about. We were watching. Oh, okay, so you saw the cool tree. I love that well, tree. Yeah, the tree. I was wondering. I said to my kid, who knows more about everything, especially you know communities mm, mm, than mm, I do. Yeah. I said, "Do you think there's such a thing as being a lifestyle hobbit? Sort of like you would be a bear." 
Well, or a furry, yeah. Or, or a furry, but like, yeah. are there lifestyle hobbits? And like, could we turn that into like uh, an HGTV show where <laughs> you and you, you finally, you think, boy, you know, the first time you ask, ask uh, for example, you ask your friend to like wear the Batgirl outfit and she goes, actually, I'm super into the Batgirl outfit. And you know, you've found your mate. In this case, you meet somebody who's really into fantasy literature, for example. Okay, I say, haven't met them. Well, but there's, some of well, them are listening to yeah, the program yeah, yeah. now. But you meet you meet somebody who you think is compatible, and you go like, oh. "Okay, question one: Will you marry me?" Yeah. And the other person says, "Yes, I'll marry you." And then you say, "Number two: There's some stuff I need to lay out for you." Can first. we have a Hobbit themed wedding? I am a lifestyle Hobbit, and I wonder how you would feel about also being a lifestyle Hobbit and living in the side of a fucking hill where we raise our child. Well, I would then and they say yes. I would ask, but but it's a question: Are you LARPing Hobbit or nope. are you lifestyle. living Hobbit? Okay, well, well so and you're lifestyle. And this is Hobbit where it gets identity. into this is it gets gets into what you've called intersectionality, which mm -hmm. is, hey, I'm a six foot tall man right. who does IT support, right, for for a mid sized company. It just so happens that I'm over six feet tall, but that does not make me any less of a Hobbit. Well, but with VR headset, you can be however height you want. So you just make her wear that all the time. Well, you both wear it all Encourage the time, her. and, and yeah. you can live in a normal house in a normal oh. neighborhood, and it seems like that's Hobbit what Peter time. Jackson showed us. If you do yeah. force perspective correctly, you don't have to fake anything. That's right. That's right. You can just you can continue to live in an apartment in downtown yes. Seattle. It just <laughs> seems like it's Hobbiton. You buy everything you a little small. It's not on. doll size. It's not ridiculous, but you get the right size stuff, and then like, but then do you have to get, do you have to get extra tall friends? Well, no, I don't think so. I think what, what it just does is it just, it will make, so what you do is instead of getting a quart of milk, you get a gallon of milk, but the but VR oh. headset makes it look like a quart of milk. So when you grab it, I it see. feels really in your, big. In your, in your tiny little IT hands. In your little tiny hands, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it looks all like, those oh dwarves my God, keep so all your food. Isn't and there one, is there one Hobbit high? movie where it's just dwarves wrecking uh, Dildo's place for like 45 minutes? Isn't that one of the Hobbit movies? I, I don't know. I didn't see those Hobbit movies. It's definitely the There's like book, six of the them. Hobbit. The Hobbit book is all about dwarves wrecking your house. That's my, yeah, that's my kid's favorite of the books. Um, there's, anyway, a, there's a new TV show coming out where I've we heard. just watched the pro, we just watched the, uh, whatever it is. Trailer? The uh, trip. Thank you. The is trailer. this the Amazon Prime one about Lord of the yeah. Rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's, it wow. seems like, it seems like some Ted Leo porn where it's all about the mm. Cimmerillion Except, and I'm not saying Ted Leo's jacking it anywhere about the similarity of getting made into nope, a those are thing. those are form-fitting pants. Well, you can jack it in form-fitting pants. All you How? have to do is just, do you, you do? just gyrate. The pants do oh, the work. Maybe they do the, the jacking. Friend. Yes. Yeah. I guess there should be laws. I think litigiousness, you know, it can be a whole thing. Mm, litigiousness just, can be a thing. The first, the first dude by Friday Man of the Week was a fellow on a plane. I'll find the article for you because oh, I know dear. you want to read it. Sure there's a guy on a plane who gets on the plane. And I know how you, you think about this, John. Think about your feelings, about you take off your shoes and your socks and you put your feet on the bulkhead. Think how you feel uh, about that. I don't feel very good about it. Well, this fellow sits down next to the person in the next seat who he was not acquainted with at the time. And mm -hmm. he, he literally took out his penis and started masturbating. Oh. And it just kept going on. And it sounded like the trouble the fellow was having some trouble uh, achieving escape velocity, let's say. Uh -huh. Okay. And he really, he, he just like. He was just digging like, in. Yeah. But like on three separate occasions during the flight, he'd done this. Well, you know, Dan Savage says that if you grab it too hard, then it's, you're going to lose sensitivity and then you're going to need to grab it that hard. Oh, just that one day or over time? Over time. Over time. Oh, you, shit. You, really? You lose the ability to just actually have normal. Uh, uh, intercourse. Oh, with all due been respect to Dan Savage, that's so the, that's extremely normative. 
Well, it's uh, this is all Dan. When I when I reference Dan Savage, it's all Dan Savage in 1996 because that's, oh, that's you when know you where knew him. Yeah. he really made the impact on me. Then mm-hmm. ever since then, it's just you know same story over and over. Yeah, blah blah blah. Somebody mean bones. I, I want to point out that the uh, that the former mayor of Talkeetna, uh Mayor Stubbs, did die in 2017, and he's been succeeded by a new mayor, also a cat. The new the new is, mayor's name is Denali. Like the uh, the new the new name for the mountain. Well, yeah. What's so the old the, name? McKinley? McKinley, yeah. Oh yeah, that guy's dead. Actually, man. Denali is the old, old name. That's mm-hmm. like it's the new New Delhi Delhi, not the new new Oh, new like Aotearoa, yeah. uh New Zealand kind of thing. But the thing is, this is my suspicion. If the mm-hmm. cat so Denali is a big mountain and it's right there by Tolkien. Tolkien okay. is the okay. town that you go to. When you're gonna, when somebody's gonna fly you to, oh, that. that's like where you buy your ice picks and stuff. That's right, there it is. It's just as big as 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 the world. If you're naming the cat after the mountain, it feels a little bit like putting a hat on a cat. You know oh, what I mean? like, oh, what? I see absolutely what you're saying. That's, that's Mayor, too clever. Mayor uh, too clever by a cat. Yeah, exactly. Mayor mm-hmm. Stubbs wasn't named something like Mayor Alaska Flower. It, it was. They had a name, Stubbs. Probably in reference to a. I used to name my D and D characters like that. I gave them really lame on the nose names, and I regret it. Like, like what? Like leaf. Well, because leaf I was really cutter? at the t- Well, or you know, <laughs> Bard McThief or something. Oh, Bard. No, McThief. no, no, no. Because I was into Excalibur at the time, which seemed very adjacent to D and D. My Excalibur period and my D and D period kind of overlapped a little bit, and I think I had a character named like Pendragon or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pen That's Dragon. a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think my D and D characters' names were always like Stubbs or Stubbs or Denali. Yeah, Stubbs or Denali. Do they ever run? If you know, and if you can say, I know you have an interest in public service. Is there ever a time where having a cat as a mayor? It's fun for a while, but then you really you accidentally fuck up, and you realize that like you can't turn the electricity back on because there's no way for the cat to sign something or. I mean, you know, do you uh, like, is, is, is it really, is there, hmm, I guess put it another way. Is there somebody who actually is like the city manager who's not a cat? Yeah. I mean, Talkina never needed much management because um, it just isn't that big. But I do think that what they're saying up there is that, yeah, the bureaucracy is just people getting paid to do their job and let them just do that. You know, like if the sewer pipe breaks, there's somebody whose job it is, but we don't need a. We don't need some highfalutin mayor. Except I'm just, this that's is, exactly um, what you need in Alaska. Every Alaska should town be very needs highfalutin. Some, some I'm also saying if you, mayor. if you want to commit to the bit, and this is this is uh, this is humor, but um, you know, instead of civil servants, you could have servile servants. You could actually get literal cats, literal wild. (laughs) That's not funny. What is this fucking Zootopia? I got a lot of problems with Zootopia. Don't get me started on Zootopia. I got a lot of fucking problems with Zootopia. I will not get. This is one thing. This is my pledge to you. Okay. I will not get you started on Zootopia. I appreciate that. It's just there's a lot about it where like it's obviously a human centric world, and then they jam all these goddamn animals into it. Like. And then did they, I get they, you started on this? You got, you I'm get sorry, you started I'm, I'm, I'm passing it. I'm, I'm, I'm achieving escape velocity, and it's a lot of stuff like, oh yeah, we pass it off with this one school play where we explain how the predators and the prey get along. Now, I uh, well, you know, there's that, there's a, that that wonderful book. Uh, well, no, I'm not going to give. Now I've given away the ending, is so it, I'm not going to tell you the name of the book. Form? No, 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 I'm oh. not going to. I'm not. I'm going to leave it alone, and then okay. six episodes from now, I'm going to mention the book, and nobody will know what I'm talking oh, about. Okay, cool. 
I think, you know, when I was running for city council, I mm-hmm. proposed at one uh, meeting that I felt like uh, the, uh, the problem with the militarization of the police was that we fir- the first thing we did that was wrong was that we let them wear black uniforms. We never should have let the police choose their own uniforms. Oh, because, and it's just, it's just escalated and escalated. Yeah, because they're because they said they were like, oh, we have to wear all black because that's cool. And it's like, no, wrong. Any right. movie until they're, they're like just like, they're indistinguishable from special forces, but fat. Yeah. Any movie that you see where the police are wearing all black, you oh, know yeah. they're bad. Why would we have ever acquiesced to that? And so I said the 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 way the police should the way the police should dress should be determined by the civilian authorities. In this case, the Seattle City Council, which I aspire to be a member of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. I think the police should wear uniforms that are pink and yellow. I think they should have. Oh uh, yeah, they should yeah, be yeah, pink yeah, outfits yeah. and they should have yellow accents, right? Yes, and maybe yes, yes. and maybe a hat with a feather in it. And that way, anybody and the higher visiting, up in rank you go, the more you look like somebody uh, you say aunt. Yeah, like exactly. you're wearing a muumu, a house dress. Well, or, or big, 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 big epaulets and lots of sashes and scarves. And, and what that does is, first of all, tourists are never going to have a hard time finding a police officer. You, th- you like, think the oh. Buckingham Palace guys get photos taken? Uh, imagine <laughs> imagine when you run into a local, we'll call him, a, not a Bobby, but a, mm-hmm. a Bobby with an eye. Bobby run, with an eye. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> you run into a local, a local, a local uh, Roberta. And you want to get your, uh, you're like, oh, I think, I think I got those same uh, scuffs from my grandma in 1978, officer. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a photo? <laughs> yeah. All, but also that it would inhibit, I think the, the police, I mean, they're still going to, police are still going to police if you know what but I'm But they're saying. not going to be like a big fat, ho- no offense. I'm sorry. That is ableist to me, yeah. but they are fat guys, fat guys with, with uh, reflective sunglasses. Like they're in fucking cool hand Luke. You can't they do can- that if you're dressed like my grandmother. If you wear if you wear reflective sunglasses, you're you're going to look amazing in these outfits. Well, if you do, they're going to have to be cat eye glasses, like my grandmother wore. But you're not going to feel like you are some kind of badass. No, no, you're no, going to no. feel uh, no. like you're some kind of fancy ass. Well, and you're and, not going to have. I mean, like not to make it real, but like the thing we all learned in the last couple of years. Also, all these guys show up. They cover their badges. They're mm. wearing some kind of face thing, and mm. they all look like fucking Judge Dredd. Yeah, that's not what you want. You want them to feel proud of themselves. You want them to be out and proud, and you want them to be fancy and fun. You know, that's what the police, they're protecting us, So, so us, highlight yes. the public service component of this, right, and less right, of right. the whole, like, I'm, I'm dressed like, you know, some Rob Liefeld character. Like, I I'm, don't have pouches and, and guns like fucking Deadpool, right? So- so as a corollary to this, I think that every mayor of an Alaskan town should wear a top hat like Robin Goldwasser's father in Deadwood. I think they should all have an old westy country kind whoa, of whoa, whoa, top whoa. hat. Who's in Deadwood? Wait, he's is he the guy at the other bar? Yeah. With the mustache? Uh no. yeah. Wait, yeah. he runs he runs not the gem, but the the one that uh uh, uh Buffalo or Wild Bill goes to? No, what was his name? You know what I mean. The one that Keith Carradine goes to. Well, I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh since shit, I saw dog! That I'm going to be looking that. Okay, sorry. Please continue. No, no, no. He is the guy. The guy that was in the guy uh, who says in Charlie Utter. <laughs> Charlie Utter. Charlie Utter goes and talks to him and says, "Hey, you know, Bill could come and, and gamble here. You give him a break. You give me some of that money to put into savings, right?" Uh, well, like I say, I don't remember the show. I'll find, exactly, I'll find out. I'll but find he was he. Robin Goldwasser's dad think, was, think about, was also in They Live. He's the one uh, that. 
He's the he was in They Live and he's also in Deadwood. He had a mustache and a top hat. He's been and, in a movie with Keith David. Holy shit. Yep. And that top hat should be the official uniform of all small town mayors in America, but especially especially in, in Alaska. Brian Doyle and, Murray in Groundhog Day. There it is. Well, yes, but it's gotta be a little bit more of a curly a little more top fanciful, hat. a little bit more like the guy from the um the uh, imagination ride at Disney World. Yeah, you don't you don't want it to look like uh Mr. Millionaire from from Monopoly. <laughs> don't it you? Wants, no, what I no, I don't think so. He's, you know, Tom, uh, he's chairman of the Exchequer. <laughs> Tom, uh, Sean Nelson <laughs> briefly wore, if you recall, a top yes. hat during the uh, long winter's uh, mid period. He did he get and, it from uh, that photo shoot and just kept it? No, it was, uh, I don't remember where he got it. Some kind of, he was like, I'm going to start, you know, I'm a big guy with a huge head of hair. I'm going to start wearing a top hat. And I said, two thumbs up. Most of the time when people in the long winters make sartorial decisions, I, <laughs> I, I, I roll my eyes. <laughs> but in this, in this case, I give you my heartiest endorsement. Wear that top hat. And he did. He did. And it looked great. It was amazing. He's got a, he's got a huge head. And it, it, what do we know about huge heads? First of all, you look great on TV. If, okay. you, if you don't have a huge head on TV, if you see anybody you ever see on TV, see them in real life, you're like, Jesus Christ, they are really short with a huge head. Mm. Mm. But also, a huge head good for hats, if you can find an accommodating hat. It has to be a big hat. I wear a big hat, but sometimes yeah. I get a hat uh, and it's too big. And it's like, well, I thought I had the largest size, but apparently I don't. Now well, this now, baseball now hat is racist. like over my ears. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, my grandparents, uh, I was so envious. My parent, grandparents, um, who lived in Clearwater, Florida, went to... Uh, Disney da, da, World, da, 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 da. and they went to Disney World in Orlando when it very first opened. I was so envious. Do you remember those little things where you could have a little like um, lucite block with six photos in it, and you could yeah. put it on your table? Remember I have that? one. I have one right here. I'm no kidding. One. I have one, and it's got a picture of Babe the Blue Ox from uh, from that place, that roadside place in Oregon, where oh, Paul wow. Bunyan and Babe Blue Ox is. And it's got some pictures of me in the seventies. It's a, I'll send you a picture of it. They have one. Oh, oh my God, Merlin! Go it's right. It's on the shelf right next to the picture of you. That's picture in the lucite. Yeah, the lucite frame. What? It's the. It's. I've got a picture here on the shelf of you standing on a chair in the middle of a field of ivy. Oh gestur- yeah, that's wearing me. a sweater and gesturing out into nowhere, uh, saying angrily that it's time for Web two point or whatever. It's time for computers. <laughs> everybody out of my. Everybody out of my park. Yeah, you're like computers. And All so right, John, I, I John, love that. John, and I put it on the wall here. I, I, the the photo cube loomed large in my youth, and uh, just real quick, and uh, and and so they had one on their table, and it was six photographs that were taken when they went to uh, Disney World in nineteen whatever that was seventy probably seventy two okay. whatever it was whenever right. it first opened. Now my grandparents were old people, and they went on a tour. I'm sending you f- some photos right now. I developed a huge crush on one of the women in the photo which is a Disney World official tour guide. If you would go in the early 70s, you go on an official, which a lot of people did because it was brand new, it's big. They would go on an official tour with tour guides. John, did you receive the photos of Disney World tour guides that I just sent you? Yeah, let me check here. I, I was just taking a picture of you standing next to Babe the Blue Ox. Oh, I I'm love gonna, that. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to send that to you right now. Uh, let me look at your photos that have just come into Very my computer. recognizable computer. uniform. Oh, there it's an equestrian, but mm-hmm. also like Highland Scottish. Let's just say I'll put, I'll put this, probably put this in notes. Let's which, just oh, say. I, I know which one you had a crush on. Well, these are just off the internet. The one yes. I had, she had like a little, like a little riding crop. It was really, it was. Uh-huh. Quite quite tantalizing, but I'm just saying, John. Let's say some something happens. Somebody uh, stole your purse, and you go and you call a Bobby, and one of these ladies shows up. Except it's not a lady; 
It's just it's it's a veteran of the local police who happens. Who, this is the outfit. This is this. Oh. This is the street cop outfit. You wear not a tartan skirt. It's not exactly. You wear a waistcoat, like a velvet waistcoat. Yeah. And and you wear like a hat like that. Now, would that would that help with your outreach program through the police? Well, the problem is that uh, that I'm afraid that this is because this is uh this is sort of has a Highland Scottish look. Mm-hmm. Unless you are Edie Amin, um, <laughs> otherwise this is going to convey Eurocentrism. Oh, that's so, insensitive of me. You're yeah, right. So so you need you need to find something that's a little more bespoke, a little more custom made for for our modern times that incorporates aspects of uh of like the police and military cultures of all nations of the world. But they should, they should be dressed. If we were going to bring this back to D and D, uh, they should be probably cops should look like NPCs, not the like regular, like playing characters. Like maybe, maybe you could look like a coppersmith or something. Maybe it's more like my friend Dennis, you know, used to work at colonial Williamsburg and, uh, and he'd have to field questions as though he were from, you know, the 1700s, which Dennis was great at. Uh, could it be a similar thing here? Could you, maybe you come in, maybe like a character class in D&D, you say, you know, I, I, I'm a, I don't know why I keep thinking of Smiths. I'm, I'm a Cooper. I'm a Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm a, one of the other ones. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just, I would like to take some of the wind out of their sails, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but I also feel like they are, uh, you know, they are police and police naturally want uh, to be... Fancy. I really do think that. Uh, if you look at the thing is, they're wearing all these swa- uh, these. I was about to say swastikas. They're yeah, not typically. They're not typically, or at least you can't see them. But they're wearing all, all this <laughs> swas. Uh, and um, and if you look back just a hundred years, uh, the police. If you uh, if you look at their uniforms, they had sometimes one hundred and fifty to five hundred brass buttons on their jackets. They oh, had right. Very tall hats. It's like quadruple breasted. Yeah, they had all. They had so much, so many epaulets and so much gold braid, and they were so fancy, and it made them feel very proud. I think, and it set them apart. And I think that's what the police want. That's why. But now, but now they have all these flashlights and tear gas canisters and all these utility belts and fanny packs. Yes, yes, they've got all the Batman stuff. And like, yeah. you know, I, maybe, maybe if instead we said like, you know, you look, you look like you're in like a local production of Pippin or something, something, something that just lo- like you can have, or I don't know if you saw the wonderful movie, Jojo Rabbit, but Sam Rockwell is, uh, is, is not seeing that. And he's, he's, uh, he's designed his own, uh, uniform and it's uh-huh. fabulous. He's designed yeah. a fabulous uniform. Maybe you I, could design your own within parameters. I came up with this when I was, when I was, um, I, I really, I, this this idea really evolved when I was King Neptune, and I was set about to make my own fancy outfit that was both fancy, conveyed that I was the king, but wouldn't offend anybody who was actually um, royalty or wearing a uniform. Like oh, I, I, right. I like talking to the naval officers, where I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, I was working on my King Neptune outfit, and I was gonna, wear, you know, I I was gonna take a naval officer's uniform and dress it up with a, but and they were all like, what? No, you can't. Why would you mess around with? And they were offended that I was going to take the basic core element of what they considered to be kind of their sacred uniform and then, yeah, you know, make a mockery That's off limits. Yeah. And so, so what I, what I, and the thing is, if I used like army dress pants and a Marine Corps, tun- they would still recognize it. Right. I get it. So, so I was like, well, what if I wore 
uh, uniform from the Canadian Mounties. And they were like, oh, well, there are good. none of those around here. And so it doesn't matter to us. But, but maybe like but Adam Ant, you could dress like a highwayman with one of those cool Les Mis jackets. That's it. That's it. A I highwayman. What that's called, but I would love like Bob Pollard wears one of those sometimes. But you know, talking about the the mm -hmm. Les Mis the Les Mis mm -hmm. jacket that like uh, like Adam Ant wears. I'll find out what it's called. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, uh, fancy. It's a, it's a fancy jacket. Yeah, it's called a cat of nine tails. It's mm. called a. It's called a uh, um, flipping on the Jim Jam, fripping on the frats. That, but that you could look. I mean, I guess that would be the dress uniform. Yeah, it's a high waisted. Uh, 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 it's a. It leaves room for your for your cummerbund. Coat. There's a name for it. What's well, the one? You remember the guy in One Day More? The guy who's um. Uh, you know, he's he's got one of those. Uh, Angel yeah. Ross. Oh, Angel Ross. I think that's his name. Angel Ross. I don't know, man. I just feel like what they what what we should do is we should say every piece of combat equipment that you turn in, it's like a gun exchange, right? Where every once in a while, Seattle used to do this, where they would say, total amnesty, you know, no no uh, no questions asked. You come give us a gun, find a gun, any gun. Bring us the gun, and oh, we'll right. give you a $50 gift certificate at Lowe's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was big. In the, I feel like this got big in the 90s because um, on the face of it, you go, hmm, that seems like a good way. And then, you know, we'll beat, beat your uh, revolver into plowshares. Yeah, and the, the, I talked to some police about it. And they were like, yeah, it was really great. It basically we means got, bring us all your broken guns. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a bunch of broken guns. But the problem for them, and this is this is a, a revelation to me, the problem was that every once in a while, somebody showed up with a beautiful, like a Beretta or some incredible Italian shotgun that was worth $30,000. Oh, wow. And the rules were, yeah, well, you can't take the good guns out you have to throw them all into the crusher. Mm -hmm. There's no, this isn't like some gun collection thing where it's like, bring us your cool guns and we're going to take your cool guns and use them ourselves. Right. And so these cops were like, it broke our hearts. Like every, every 50th gun was some gun that belonged in a museum. And we just had to stand there and watch them kill these, these incredible guns. And I was like, wow, well, especially I'm, if it wasn't, feeling your pain. I, I, if it wasn't the sort of say like a pistol that you would use on the streets so maybe you bring in well god forbid i don't even want to say this john but imagine somebody let's say somebody for example had a much much older than you'd think they should be father who had mm. been in world war ii who had served as we say and yeah. who had, for example uh shot a japanese zero out of the sky from his own plane uh with a was it a 45 service yeah. revolver like mm -hmm. if you had that gun you wouldn't want to melt that down no no you wouldn't no. but if somebody broke if some teenager broke into your house and found that gun above the refrigerator, uh -huh. that teenager might take the gun and then use it in the commission of a crime. Oh, you're not accounting for provenance. Yep. And yep, it's, yep. it's very unusual for someone to rob a convenience store with a $20,000, uh, Italian bird hunting shotgun, <laughs> but it's not, a, it's not impossible. It's not uh -huh. impossible. Anyway, so, but the problem was, I think what really happened was the city ran out of $50 gift certificates at Lowe's and then oh. they couldn't get, they couldn't re-up the program, something, something, blah, 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 something, something. Uh -huh. But what we should do is have a program like that, but for the cops and say every piece uh -huh. of gear that you got, that we gave you already surplus from the U.S. special forces that we got because we were getting out of Iraq and they had all this stuff on pallets. You give it back, and we'll give you an extra button on your tunic, an extra piece of flair. I, 
you know, I'm just in general, I, I'm loving what you're saying, but I'm also just loving the idea in general of like, you know, you turn in your old one to get a new one, mm -hmm. you know, like the, Except the, the new one doesn't explode. Okay. And is then, it, is it a, they're going to be fooled. H-U-S-S-A-R, is that a word? Hussar uh, Hussar, jacket? yeah, the Hussar, yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. The Anjal Ross nice. or a, an Adamant jacket, like a stand and deliver video. And that's what I'm, I'm saying. About. I think that would communicate to, to people uh, that Whoa. had a, a police sensibility. It would communicate a certain kind of policeness that they would be totally into. You just have to get them more into the fashion of it and less into the like tear gassiness of it. That might in the long run attract a different sort of person also. If you uh -huh. know you're going you're going into this not because you have some kind of, I don't know, arbitrarily say some kind of like a Napoleon syndrome and a chip on your shoulder your whole life. And this it's 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 guys who want to look fabulous and, and yeah. answer questions on the street. I think the Venn diagram of people that really want to do a good job of policing and who want to look fancy is a per <laughs> I think they overlap each other pretty good. And what you're going to eliminate mm. is that small sliver of people who are really into policing, but don't want to look fancy who right. are, who are bad, who are bad at policing. I'm now, of course, there's the fancy. other sliver on the other side of people that really want to look fancy and are into policing who are serial killers. I mean, something so, like a, like a, I mean, this, I mean, it's obviously a little extreme, but I, I get the feeling Mussolini, for example, he, he liked a fancy outfit. Mm -hmm. He did. And this is, and it's a problem because fanciness and fascism are not mutually exclusive. Hell no. There's a whole book about it. There's a whole book. Well, I, that my, my, my girlfriend in college read for one of her gender classes. There was basically about the history of fashion and Nazis and how yeah. the deliberate introduction of some like um, oh I, let's just say some slightly edgy Weimar culture into uh, some of those outfits. But that's why you have to have civilian oversight, and I think that everybody on the fashion board for the police, the people <laughs> that want to be there, are people you can trust, right? They're going to be middle-aged gay men for the most part, and they're going to be super into the, this. And the, all you have to do is replace all the skull iconography with more feathers, colored feathers. Let's and, let's go more feather, and it's, it could yeah. feel a little bit like I'm having a big Fosse stage right now. Obviously, pow, pow, um, pow. pow. Right, right, right. But you think about the beginning of all that jazz, but a bump, bump, but a bump, where he's looking at all the dancers. You think about the beginning of a chorus line, where uh, if memory serves, it's Michael Douglas out in the audience, or you th think about flash dance, where uh, where the woman who's pretending to be Jennifer Beale comes in and dances in front of those three people, and she blows things up. They've never seen anybody try to get in school with dancing like this. That yeah. I want what what those are doing with dancing. I want to do with policing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I want to, you know, actually, I want to do it with dancing too. Tell me more about that. Well, there was a time there in the '90s when dancing got all self serious, and I guess it happened before the '90s, but then it was really self serious. And now dancing, like most of the arts, I just don't know if it knows where it is. I don't know if the yeah. arts know who they are now. I understand. The arts, you know, what are the, what even are the arts? Everybody's an artist now. So, you, mm. so, so nobody's like, oh no, but I'm a fancy artist. Or if they are, you're just like, yeah, okay, you're a fancy artist. But what's mm -hmm. the difference? Everybody's fancy. Everybody's not fancy. There's no, you know, there's no like, uh. There's no oompa. There's no there's no jazz hands anymore. Would, would it help if the in your in your various recruiting efforts that you're formulating? Do you think it would be helpful to say, for example, you think about the real hoofers back in the day? You in the Fosse mm -hmm. days, you mm -hmm. got somebody who's they can dance and they can sing and they can act and they can, you think about Eliza. Not everybody's yeah. Eliza, so just not everybody's forget Eliza. about that. You're no Eliza, but like maybe you bring in people, and part of it is maybe it's marksmanship or 
Maybe it's from, you know, memorizing uh, laws about, uh, you know, jaywalking, but also yeah. maybe, maybe there's a little bit where we learn a little bit about your movement. Learn uh-huh. like okay. if, it, well, what kind of dancing do you do? You, it could be tap, it could be ballet, it could be jazz. Yeah. Um, but you have to do it. It's, it has to be appropriate, right? Like if you, and not, what, you have to not feel weird about it. We have to put you at the top of one of those, you know, every, every town in America. And I think every town in, in the world now has at some point in some part of the city decided that they were going to build a grand staircase. Does San Francisco have one of these grand staircase? Well, we have some, there's one near my house, actually. I want to say out maybe at 16th Ave. There's some famous, mainly famous now for car break-ins, but there'll oh. be these like fancy steps where they like, they did like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a mosaic where they've, they're like yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it isn't like a, like a Donald Trump escalator or anything. It's more like if you want to get up to these houses, you go up these steps and that's a tourist attraction. I think that yeah. attracts people. Yeah, it's, I think it yeah. does too. You've it's got like the Spanish funicular. steps there in Rome. We've got uh-huh. them here in Seattle. We built them as part of some crappy housing development. You know, not, not low-income housing, but crappy like yeah. rich people housing development. Anyway, I think you should take police recruits. You should put them at the top of that stair. You should put them in a tuxedo and say, can you tap dance all the way down this set of this grand staircase and Ooh. never look like you're like, like a Bill Bojangles Robinson or a Nicholas Brothers. Like a Nicholas Brothers. Exactly. Now those guys can throw. You have as long as you need to study, right? But you have to be able to do this. You don't have to do all the steps, but you can't just like Bill Bojangles Robinson. I hope I'm saying that right. Like he's working. He's, you know, you know, some people eat every part of the Buffalo. I feel like he dances every part of the stair. We're not looking for you to be Bojangles. That's going to be your boss. But you, you need to be able to show me that you can handle a three-step uh, uh, shuffle, shuffle step. And if you can, on the way down, jump up on top of the piano and dance, and then jump back to the stair, well, you're do automatically a, DLR, a sergeant. Will you like kick your hands or something? I think that's a Nicholas <laughs> Brothers move. <laughs> I was explaining uh, Randy Rhodes to my daughter the other day, mm. and I was like, here's the thing about Randy Rhodes," And she, bless her heart, mm-hmm. uh, a feigned interest in randy Rhodes, enough for me to to uh get in the middle of explaining randy Rhodes, get a little sentimental mm-hmm. about a time when so knowing, sad he was so humble he would get lessons every town he went to oh he was a sweet man really mm-hmm. he did so, so much he, really he did pure. so much i was at the architectural salvage yard the other day mm-hmm. and uh you know the architectural salvage yard it's got a lot of architectural salvage but the okay, ones here okay. in seattle they also all have like a little fancy corner, kind of like the Goodwills used to have or the the, the Salvation Armies where it was Oh, like, before they were all upscale, there would yeah. be the, 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 the nicer products. Yeah, somebody that was working there would always be like, actually, this is a nice handbag. And they would put them over to the side and then they'd have a little sign that said like, Grandma's Attic. Mm. And, you, and they'd be old typewriters or whatever, but then a couple of nice things. So all the, all the junkyards have these things now. And, uh, and... You know, and they have, most of the time, it's nothing. You know, most of the time, they're like, it's a nagel print. And it's like, yeah, there were 70 million of those made. <laughs> That's not a thing. But oh, there was God. there was a there was a little section of, of framed artwork. And I was like, okay, I'll look, I'll see what's here. You know, every once in a while, you read an article about, oh, somebody found a Van Gogh in a, in a dumpster. And now it's, you know, worth $70 million. So I always go through those things. Mm-hmm. And I find... You remember those foam core board sort of paintings, illustrations? Yeah, you of course you remember. It's just it's not it's not framed, but it's not paper. It's it's you like, mean like a, when you when you could mount your own stuff on foam core? 
Yeah. I used yeah. to do that with art posters. Like like when, when my girlfriend and I did our big uh, museum tour of New York, I had I had a Demoiselles of Avignon and I, I did not I did not do an impressionist. I'm not that guy. No. But I, I did I did have I think I did not a Dakirico, but a uh, a George Tooker. Yeah, I, I I put those on film core professionally. See? Yeah. See? That was a thing. Yeah, well, so not the best I, for longevity because they do get warped and stuff. But yeah, and the that was totally a thing. Dense, I did corners. that. So I see this thing, and it's an architectural drawing. It's a not a, a not a drawing, an illustration. It's a CAD illustration, very nineties looking, mm-hmm. but it's an illustration of a cityscape, a whole cityscape. And I look at it briefly, and I go, oh, oh that's Seattle. But wait, it's wrong. Like it's not. It's Seattle, but it's not Seattle. And so I pull it out and I look at it and I realize that this was an artist's rendering that at some point in some big presentation in front of a room full of people, someone was giving a talk pre PowerPoint probably. Okay. And somebody behind them was putting these things on a giant easel one at a time. Or, oh, or, absolutely. I totally, I totally, like in, in a big, yes, a big presentation. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And they're separate. And then there's somebody's job to like, to like flip them, like almost either, like slides. I get it. Yes. Either that or, or it was a thing where there was a cocktail party in a room in a, in a high rise where all the, all the decision makers were. Oh, like and, they were announcing the kickoff of something. A kickoff of something. Yeah. And there were five or six of these on big easels and you could walk from one to the next and see the artist's renderings. Of mm-hmm. the big plan. Mm. The, and this is the kind of stuff that I really like. The big plan. Mm-hmm. And this was the kickoff to the big plan. And I don't remember what the big plan was called. I was here for this. I was here in Seattle at the time. But the big plan. What, and I immediately bought. I, I, I grabbed it the way you do when you see a Van Gogh at a thrift store. And you're like, mine. Yes, mine. And if mm-hmm. anybody comes and says, what's that? You go, get away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I grabbed this, although it was a thing that nobody else wanted. There's there are three people in the city that wanted this. Better thing. safe than sorry, I say. That's right. And it, it was like four dollars. You know, uh-huh, it was like, uh-huh. oh, this is in the fancy area, but it's four dollars. And it's and it's big. It's like it's like uh, uh, two feet tall by by four feet wide or something, uh-huh. three feet wide. And it's a rendering of the of the downtown waterfront in someone's total act of public masturbation like 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 this this like the after like an after photo basically here's what's going to be on the seattle waterfront there are going to be so is a pitch somebody's making a pitch oh, yeah oh, we're going to take all of the container shipping port area and we're going to move that somewhere else where we can't see it we're going to put all that working waterfront stuff over here down the down the way and you can have all your cranes and containers down there but this area right here we're going to turn in to an urban oasis mm. full of of lakes and canals and buildings and a ferry terminal and a high you know like a monorail going through the whole thing wow. and it's all going to be landscaped and there's a little you know a little a small boat harbor and a venue that looks like the 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 uh but Sydney pretty, Opera pretty House di- pretty different than what's there now <laughs> kind of visionary sort of idea super visionary Mm -hmm. super 90s vision of the future jeez and and i looked at it and i was like you know you can see all the ways in which well that that wouldn't have worked Mm -hmm. but there are also things where you're like oh man that would have been cool and the more you study it it's kind of like oh wow this was still a time when i mean there's no presumably when they pitched this there was somebody over on the side that was like 
and there will be some affordable housing, if you know what I mean. There's going to be like 10% affordability housing, yeah, right, right, right. you know, just to check the box. But the, but the element, you know, looking at it, it's like, there's nothing, this isn't meant to be affordable housing. This right. is, you know, we're, we're going to put, we're going to turn this town into Venice 2.0 uh-huh. and, and it's got a monorail and it's got, you know, and, the, <laughs> but the thing is that there are elements of it that actually did get built. They built a tunnel under the city that originally was part of this plan because they were going to build a tunnel under the city, take away the Embarcadero freeway <laughs> yep. and, and put a, put a tunnel under there. And then there was going to be a broad boulevard mm. with, with plantings. It was going to be beautiful. Oh. There were going to be two, not one, but two sports stadiums. And they did end up doing. So on this one, the second sports stadium is still just a dream. It's still Paul Allen's dream. Huh. And so I bought this thing and I brought it home. And Merlin, I cannot tell you how much time I spend studying this thing. And I don't I don't blame you. I mean dreaming I, of the future that that never was. I loved any kind of speculative future stuff. I mean, even the corniest. You can still, I mean, I've made my kid watch some of these vintage educational films or things, you know, you can see on YouTube, but like anything with the kitchen of the future, any of that stuff. Yeah. And what's crazy is if they had built this, it would be there now. Like the target date that seemed so crazy in 1997, like this whole project will be done by 2000. Everything after 2000s, you might as well have said the year 35 million. Remember? Yeah, it, right. And yeah. we were like, I'll be 54. Like, mm-hmm. might as well be, might as well be dead. Mm-hmm. And now I look at it and I'm like, well, this would all be here. We would be riding the monorails through the lake, the new lake district that they built with the, with the gondolas and those high rise and, mm-hmm. the, and, uh, and you know, maybe if they'd built that, then they wouldn't have torn down all the affordable is, housing. Is it in wistful, the other part John? Do you feel wistful? Uh, uh, you know, seeing, seeing what could have been? There are so many Seattle's that could have been, uh-huh. it, it's almost a wistfulness for a time when this is what, this is what, uh, constituted like, a, a urban kind of almost a progressive fantasy. Yeah. Like this is what cities should be and cities shouldn't be like s- small dumpy ports. They should be like, like, like gems of the Pacific rim. And I think what defeated that this project was that the ports now I'm not this, this, listen, I'm just saying this this, speculation. I'm, you know what? I'm just asking the question, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but my sense is that the port itself and the, and the longshoremen and the working waterfront coalition, which weirdly was a situation where the unions and the, and the the bosses joined together Mm -hmm. and said, Seattle's a working town and you're going to, you're going to displace the workers and Uh you're going to make it into some kind of rich people place. Interesting. In, in, in that, and in the nineties, we saw this a lot where, uh, where the, the early billionaires were like, we're going to, we're going to terraform Seattle. We're going to drop a Gaia bomb (laughs) and it's, and we're going to turn it into a park Uh and it's going to, and they're going to be all these gleaming sky rises. And the people of the city at the time were like, no, Seattle's a working class town. You can't do that to us. We're going to keep it this So sort of the opposite of what you would expect today. Today, yeah, it would be the NIMBY sort of feeling or the like, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, 
we've already got our beautiful staircase here. We don't need you people coming in and gumming it up with uh, poor people stuff. And what, what we realized in the, in the aftermath was that the rich guys built, bought all the property anyway. Mm. And so the idea that you can just stand, you can just stand your ground and say like, no, we're going to keep this place gritty and blue collar. What they did was they bought all the property anyway, and then they didn't build a big vision. They didn't build a big park. They just built crappy office towers. Hmm. And they were like, well, we, we own it. So we're just going to build an Amazon campus in the middle of town instead of building a big park. It's so the gritty blue collar stuff is gone anyway. It's just, it got replaced with something that was really like, had no vision, no vision. And you, so you're sitting there puffing on your pipe in your repose and looking at this and, and, and what, 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 give me some of the thoughts that go through your mind. I mean, is it time to, to, to bring back the, the foam core notions of the future? Do, do you find yourself stimulated into thinking, you know, uh, you know, dress like the city, uh, y- you want? Well, what do you I think? mean, it's, I always go back to the, when I was running for city council, I was going back 20 years and saying, here's what the city council did 20 years ago. They thought they could control the future by, by passing legislation that choked off opportunities to opportunities for what they called, you know, big rich guys to come in and make and develop the city. They thought they were, they thought they were choking it off and they were going to keep Seattle a certain way. Uh And what they did was they choked it off. Yes. Uh And they kept those things from happening, but here's what ended up happening. Now we have, now we have a garbage city that there's no transportation. Uh There's just, you know, they, they put, 60,000 new workers down in this area that they were proposing would be a, a big park. And they didn't, they were under no obligation to improve public transit because uh-huh. that's, you know, because it's not a master plan. It's just, this is what I'm doing with this and I'm putting a building here. And I, so then you look at it and you go, okay, so we're passing laws now that we're, this is the way we still think of law. We still think like, oh, somebody's trying to do something. So we're going to get in there and pass a law. And I'm not saying, that we shouldn't pass laws against public masturbation to, to codify some of those norms. Right. Well, I mean, it, it depends, you know, you have a fact finding committee and that kind of stuff, right? Blue but if you panel. can't, if you can't look ahead, you can look ahead 20 years and, and envision what you imagine your policies are going to make. I mean, that's what they were trying to do. They were like Seattle 20 years from now is what we're trying to fight for, uh-huh, uh-huh. but they could only see their own vision. They didn't have anybody that was like, well, you know, Another possibility is the opposite of what you are trying to do. And, and I think it's because, you know, you circle the wagons and you only hear from the people that you want to hear from. Yeah. And, and we're doing it now Uh, and we're, and we've done it constantly. We do it and we'll keep doing it, which is to say like, we're going to do this because we know what the result is going to be down the line. We know what the result of the, of the, of our enemies will be, and we know what our result will be. But the problem is they don't, you don't know what you're, you don't want to know what the result will be 20 years from now. You have to think of every possibility and account for f- free will and American ingenuity and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I look at it every day and I just go, what of the present slate of laws is going to produce this and what of the present slate of laws is going to produce a giant burning pit and even even though they're all a moving target there are some that would seem to indicate more of one than the other if you look at this area now it is still a working waterfront mm-hmm. 
but all of the area around it is basically like a homeless encampment that is that is 20% on fire at any given moment. Oh, Jesus. Right? Like, it's just like, it's just, a, it's Winnebago's that are parked under freeway off ramps that are, that will never run again, that are on fire. And you go, huh, well, I mean, that's another possible vision. I don't think anybody would have put it on a foam core board and said, <laughs> well, we're not going to call it that, but you know, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about our special offer? Here's, um, we have a special offer. Ordinarily, um, we have a, um, a paid sponsorship spot uh, at this point, but John, would you, you want to tell me about something you like? Tell, tell me about something you're excited about. Well, Marilyn, uh, although how long have we been doing this show? Well, over 11 years. Is, am I, am I right? 45 minutes. 11 years. Oh yeah. Well, we've been the, doing it since, yeah. uh, I think two, I want to say 2011. It's been a while. 2011. Yeah. And I think, I think our anniversary is coming up our 11 year hmm. anniversary. I think it's in the autumn. I think we started in the autumn. Okay. Okay. But you know, we've, um, we don't like to break the, the fourth or the fifth wall. Uh, but, uh, We've never we've never had any kind of crowdfunding. And we need money. We need money. Well, you know, uh, I need. I need. I'm sorry. I'll speak for myself. I need money. Podcasts uh, don't sell ads like they used to, and the and more importantly, the ads don't uh, they don't they don't pay any money. And uh, we know people have have wanted us to do a crowdfunding for a long time. We've gotten a lot of angry letters from people. Um, and uh, and a lot of and a lot of loving, appreciative uh, letters. Anyway. All by way of saying, we're launching a Patreon mm -hmm. for Roderick on the Line. It's called it's at patreon.com slash Roderick on the Line, all the way written out because I didn't because ROTL was taken up by some boating supply store. I don't remember why. I just wanted to do Roderick on the Line because just say it, just say it loud and proud. Yeah, Roderick on the Line. Roderick on the Line. It's got nice mouthfeel. So patreon.com slash Roderick on the Line. Uh, we have a lot of different tiers. And we encourage you, uh, we encourage you to support us at the, at the, the, at, well, first of all, the tier where you're most comfortable, but second of all, yeah. at the tier where you are just a little bit uncomfortable uh -huh. at how much you're giving us. Yes. Right. Like just find that place where you're like, oh man, should I really go to, yeah, I get, I should, I yeah. should. Right. Just go there. Just take it all the way. If, um, if it doesn't at, hurt, it may not be working. Exactly. Uh, at present, the, 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 the tiers, as you move up, uh, the higher tiers really don't grant you any, uh, any perks, any different from the yeah. lower tiers. It really is doing a lot of work in that sentence, but yeah, but, really, I mean, but you right. get a cooler name. You might get a cooler name. You could be like a, cooler you name. know, a, a salami captain or something. And you know, who knows about the future? Am I right, Merlin? Who knows? Well, about, you, I don't you make know plans about the for the future. Yeah. You I make plans I, and maybe you get God a smoking laughs. homeless encampment. Maybe you get. Yeah, yeah, when we right. make plans. That's right. But it's a but, way you um, can go if you like the show and uh you know it it helps us cuz I want I want money and um I I'm I'm avoiding all of the usual sort of like uh happy talk most people do about blah 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 and like we wouldn't be able to do the show. Well, we probably do the show no matter what, but like if you like the show and you have liked the show and you continue to like the show, well thank you. That's three of you. And if you do, uh that's a place where you can go in and you can uh give us a a monthly tithe that uh befits your love and yeah, we, yeah and I, I would encourage you to do this because I, I i could use the money mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. well i could no sorry uh so it goes charity uh but, but no mm, not charity if you like the show uh support it 
I do it. Yeah. I, 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 I spend a lot of money on the Patreon every month, honestly. I think I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm near a hundred bucks a month on Patreon right now. Oh, you, you go get them. You go get I them. I do. Merlin. I go and you I get them, I, but I, I put my money where my eyes are and my ears. Uh, you know, I do the, I it always makes me happy when I see, uh, Marco and me both in the credits for technology connections. One of my favorites, um, strong songs, uh, obviously Brian David Gilbert, all the great shows. Um, I, uh, I do that. And if you want to do that, um, no pressure. I, uh, but if you wanted to, that would be great. Yeah, I'll put a little pressure on you. You do the pressure. Uh, well, shouldn't we do like yeah. a, not good cop, bad yeah. cop, but like, how about good cop, masturbating cop? What about fancy cop and not fancy cop? I <laughs> I notice when when I say the word fancy, I fancy. put a little spin on it, don't I? Oh, I, I do little, too. Well, in our house, fancy. there's another level above fancy, which is fancy. 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 But I but I will tell you, I will tell you, listeners, now breaking the sixth wall. Yeah. Uh, that selling ads, have to fix that now. <laughs> selling ads really sucks. And and we spend when we think about the amount of time we spend talking about ads and thinking about them and putting them in and just like worrying about them. And then companies are like, well, we're only gonna pay you half what we used to. It's just such a drag, and we don't want them there anyway, you know? And I'm not saying that we're not going to have them there. Oh. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thanks for supporting Roderick online and all. Yeah. Great and thanks shows. to all our sponsors. Thank and you to all our sponsors. You guys did great. Thank you for our ads. It's a new kind of hybrid mattress. Mm, hybrid. Um, we, 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 do, we do love the fact that, that there are companies that support podcasts, but... Mm -hmm. But you, the fans, can support it too. That's you know, that's just that's what it boils down to. Toast my goat. It's like yeah. So anyway, uh, so just the, the most important part. If you're gonna do this, you're gonna do it. If you're not, you're not. That's fine. Maybe your friends can uh, persuade well, you. Well, there are those people that are on the fence. You know, you always yeah. imagine there's people on the fence. There aren't, or or there are. Who are all the moderates out there? Who are the people that, oh. that sometimes vote Democrat, sometimes oh. vote Republican? Oh, I've had it with centrists, John. Don't get me started. Oh, I, I, know. I know you enjoy know a centrist, this. but you know, know, I'm just saying. Know. You know, uh, you've had it with them. Well, that's well, the thing. Hey, I'm just mad about schools. Are... Schools should not be starting on August 15th. And that's a very centrist. That's, that's some centrist bullshit. If you ask me, you know, why don't we, why don't the schools get all the money they want? And the air force has to have a garage oh, sale my God. to buy a bomber. You know, that was, that was a popular bumper sticker in the eighties. That was way too long. Do you remember how long, long that one. was? You'd see it. You had and to get like... right up on the other car to see what mm -hmm. it was saying. Yeah. wonder who said so that. So anyway, said if that. you're. If you're on the fence, if you're on the fence, get off the fence and get off the fence on the right side, which is the side of supporting Roderick on the line, patreon.com slash Roderick on the line. Yes. Um, can I be the masturbating cop? I, I think that was, that went without saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to fire one warning shot. <laughs> oh!